Hey folks, JD here. Today's Ed Chat focuses on spelling bees and how to conduct them in the middle of a pandemic. It's not as easy as you might think. Hi everybody, JD Sumner here with the Doherty County School Systems Department of Community Relations with another Ed Chat episode here. And I'm glad to have Donna Gleaton on the line. Donna, welcome to the uh, Ed Chat podcast. And uh, how are you today? Hello, JD. I am excited about being here and I am doing great today. Sweet, sweet. So Donna, what do you, what exactly do you do? I know uh, you're a content coordinator, but also you have a lot of different hats that you wear. So tell everybody what, what it is that you do for the district. Okay. Well, I am the ELA content coordinator for K through five in the Darty County school system. And I also support the pre-K program. And my focus is to ensure that we have a coherent and viable language arts curriculum in the Darty County school system. So I make sure that we are teaching and using materials, strategies, and assessments that align with the state expectations, which are of course our GSEs or our Georgia Standards of Excellence. So I support the teachers with their implementation and instruction, which ultimately gets transferred or translated to the students. And with doing that, I not only handle just the materials, I do wear some other hats like communicating and collaborating with other school systems, people from the state, and supporting programs that are going on around the state, like our Spelling Bee or the Young Georgia Authors Writers Contest that are all language arts related. Awesome. So like when we talk early literacy, that's you're the tip of the spear when we, when we talk about those things. Yes, I am. And I also am lucky this year to have somebody who's joined us with working with the early literacy to support that, who is Dr. Jacinta Anderson. She's been working with us as well to support the early literacy because that is the most critical and formative time for students as they are readers. Awesome. 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 Well, you, you can't be literate and spell like a madman. So you have to be able to spell. Yeah, it all goes hand in right, hand. Right. Absolutely. That, that has to be part of the equation. So, so talk a little bit about your spelling bee credentials. What, what, what exactly do you do when it comes to administering our spelling bee? Okay, so usually with the spelling bee, we have some deadlines that we have to meet, like a winner has to be declared by certain times. Um, so we do a school-based spelling bee, each school in our school system, kindergarten, I mean, I'm sorry, um, elementary through middle school has a school spelling date and then each school gets a winner and then they send their winner to our school system spelling bee. And then that's what I do is I organize the school system or the Doherty County school system spelling bee. We find a location for it. We prepare a program. We do practice with the students. We work with the Scripps National Spelling Bee Committee on using their words. And so we have that we hold the and host the district level spelling bee. Then our winner and our um, our alternate get to move on to the next level to compete at the regional level of the spelling bee. And then after the regional level, those students go on to the state spelling bee. 
and then they can go to the national spelling bee. So in working with the schools, I organize our school system spelling bee and prepare that. And we have a celebration. We do trophies and certificates. And it's there's a lot that's involved with it, but I help the schools get their winners. And then I organize the one for the school system. That's awesome. Um, and that sounds like um, in a normal year, uh, that would be uh, uh, an amazing kind of setup. And, and I've been to some of your award ceremonies and, and seen obviously your winners announced uh, for the district level and at the school level. I've sat in on, on a couple of school level Bs, um, judged a few uh, school level Bs. Or, um, so, so I'm familiar with, with what it is in a normal year, but obviously this isn't a normal year. So uh, in the middle of a pandemic, how does one administer a spelling bee? Well, we do have to consider the safety and health guidelines that we have. So um, working with Scripps, they have established an online testing platform. So we have decided to prepare the students for the next levels of competition. We would use the same online testing platform. So the students can log in online and they take what's called an integrity pledge or an oath to say that, you know, that they're going to do the right thing and not get assistance or help and be honest and do the test by themselves. So they're actually doing an online spelling bee, which is kind of like a test, but there are features and functions in there to help with test security and to help with having the word said out loud for them. They click a little icon and the speaker reads it out for them and then they type in and spell the word. And then they complete all of them and then it gets turned in and scored. So they have the online testing platform and the one that we are going to be using has 10 vocabulary words and 50 spelling words. And so all of the students will log in and take that assessment. Now, if they are at school for face-to-face instruction when we return December 8th, I mean, on February 8th, they can participate at their school on a laptop or a computer. Or if they are at home because they are doing um, virtual learning still, they will still have the same exact opportunity. So then all of the results go through the database and a winner is declared based on their responses. Well, that's cool. Um, it's, it's amazing that Scripps has come up with this online platform to kind of help administer the, uh, the spelling bee here for everybody. Cause obviously we're not in a bubble here. You know, there are school districts all over the country who have yet to return to in-person instruction. And so, uh, and many have right. local guidelines that are preventing, group gatherings and uh, limiting um, events to certain numbers of people and all kinds of things like that. So um, it's not surprising. The health and safety has really been a priority and that's what I'm definitely seeing with this and it's really supporting that. So we can ensure that, you know, all of that is taken into consideration. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's definitely the the priority for our school district. I know keeping our students and staff safe. Um, So in a, for some of those students, though, that like you touched on that some some of the students may be doing this from home. Um, do you think that um, some of our students may have a challenge, uh, especially if they don't have access to technology like Wi-Fi um, or, or things like that? Do you think they may have a challenge participating or, or are there things in place that can help them with that? OK, well, 
thinking about that and with our school district, Doherty County has provided our students with um, devices that are used at home. So all students have access to a tablet or a laptop or a Chromebook that they've been able to take home. You know, the district has worked effortlessly to ensure that the children have this. And we've also provided hotspots for the students to use also in case they don't have Wi-Fi at home. So that will help with it. And we're now we're going through with the spelling bee, we're going through the process of making sure that the students who are in the school system district level spelling bee are able to log on. So right now I'm going through where I have practice tests set up through the online platform where the students go in, take a shorter version of the test, which is a practice, and then I can see their results. And then I'm working with the parents of those that their results do not come through to find out what I can do to help them and support them so they can get on and take the test, whether it's a Wi-Fi issue or a technology or device issue, or if it's they don't know their password issue. So I'm working through all of that now, but most of the issues have not been because of technology or a device. It's pretty much been because they don't remember their password. <laughs> so we've really helped with that by um, providing the devices and the hotspots for our students. But in a case where if it doesn't work, the students can still go to the school and they can sit in the parking lot if their parents want them to stay virtual still, sit in the car and take it. Or they can go into the school, into a, um, a safe environment and take the test as well. Sweet. Yeah. And I know still there are options all over the place for access to internet. Um, I know our public libraries are still doing things um, safely, social distancing, putting masks up and dividers and things like that to let people use their internet services and right. um, all kinds of all kinds of different options out there available. But it's really cool uh, that our district is providing that kind of technology to our students to help um, help them in this odd time. Um, right. And just keeping in mind to be flexible with whatever the needs are for the students, you know, and so the schools have been great with working with their spelling bee coordinators at their school and with me to make sure that all of the children have an equitable opportunity to be able to participate. Awesome. Awesome. So I, I'm going to ask you now a question, throw it back to, uh, a little bit in, in recent history, um, when you were uh, in school and it was time for your spelling bee, uh, were you a participant in, in any spelling bees? And, and what, uh, what do you remember about your spelling bee when you were in school? That's very funny because, you know, spelling bees have been so traditional. So, you know, you call up a speller, they spell the word. If they get it right, they go to the next round. If they get it wrong, they sit down, you know. Um, and it's been done that way for years and years, even 35 years ago when I was in school, 40 years ago when I was in elementary school. So I do remember being in a spelling bee. Now, I did not grow up in Albany, Georgia. I grew up on Long Island in New York, and I went to Phelps Lane Elementary School. And in fifth grade, JD, I was in the spelling bee, and I was so nervous. So I could just imagine how these children feel getting up in front of crowds of people and having to spell words that you don't even know in advance. But I was in there. I was very, very nervous. I did not win, but I made it maybe like past like five or six rounds, which was pretty good, I thought. Um, but yeah, I do remember doing it at Phelps Lane Elementary you, School. Funny how you don't forget that stuff. Yeah, it, it sticks with you. And mine is burned into my memory. I, I remember, I can remember who the media specialist was because we did it in the library at my elementary school at Geo Bailey Elementary School. 
in Tifton, Georgia. See, you remember, and, remember all the details. Yes, and uh, the media specialist was Elaine Troxel. And I remember she was the caller and um, she had a very, um, a very appropriate uh, calling voice because that's, that's something you have to have too. And especially we, we joke about our Southern accents down here, but if you don't pronounce the words correctly, right. you know, it can really trip a student up. And so she had the most appropriate uh, diction and pronunciation and she got to the word. And I remember it like it was yesterday. It, it's traumatized me. Um, since that time, <laughs> the word emergency. And for some reason, I just tripped up on the word emergency, a simple word. But for me, I guess I don't know if it was nerves. I don't know what it was, but I was several rounds in and the word emergency tripped me up. And I'll never forget that feeling that just like, oh, you just kind of sink into yourself and, and like, oh no. But, um, but then you go back and you sit down. What see, grade so, were you in? Um, which grade? I'm sorry. Which grade? Oh, I think I was in fourth grade. I think it was in fourth grade. Okay. Um, because okay. I, I remember, um, I just remember though that sinking feeling that I got, but, but the, the, the beautiful thing about spelling bees is it's, it, it doesn't necessarily jump to your mind that they, they're comparable with sports, but there, there is, there are life lessons that are learned in spelling bees, you know, the, the, the dedication to, to practicing and, and, and doing your research and studying and, and then the, the courage it takes to step up and, and do that in front of people, like you alluded to a minute ago. Uh, and then finally um, dealing There's strategy. involved. Yes, too. there is strategy, a total strategy. You can involved. ask for the word used in a sentence. You can ask for the definition. You can ask for, you know, lots of different things. And you'll find that the best, the students who do the best in these spelling bees are the ones that take advantage of those strategies to help. Absolutely. Them. The context clues that come with a sentence and, and learning how uh, the etymology of the words and, and the history of how they're put together. Cause I mean, if they have a Greek root or a Latin root, um, sometimes that dictates how the, the words are spelled. And um, so, uh, but then also the life lessons that come with not winning something. And if that's a hard lesson for an elementary age kid to learn that you can't always be the winner in something and, uh, and then that's okay. Uh, but uh, right. it was, uh, it was definitely a, an interesting experience for me. And I'm sure it's an interesting experience for all of our students when they, when they get to go through it, especially this new generation that is going through it this year with the pandemic and doing it this sort of way. So hopefully uh, this will be the only time we have to really do it this way and, and we can get back to, to having them uh, do it the old traditional way, standing in front of folks and, and, um, and braving the crowds and masses to be able to uh, uh, spell their words and, and get, get to the next level. But um Right. Do you remember what word you knocked you out of your spelling bee? Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. The word was ventriloquist. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And I wonder how many people really know what a ventriloquist is today because you don't see many, any, many of them anymore. <laughs> but it was ventriloquist. I put an A for the second letter and it should have been an mm -hmm. E. So now I know how to spell that word and I probably will never spell that word incorrectly again. Well, speaking of accents, though, I mean, was it a challenge in Long Island to, to go through a spelling bee? Because they have some interesting pronunciations of words as well. 
They do, but that's when that all that dialect does come into play. But we had our, you were talking about, you had um, your uh, media center specialist or your librarian, we used to call him back then, as your announcer. We had our principal do ours. His name was Mr. LaFave, and I remember him. Now, last year for our in-person spelling bee, we had Carla Heath Sands from WALB come and do ours, who has an impeccable speaking voice, and she did a fabulous job with that. But it does, you have to definitely consider accents and dialects with a spelling bee because it could throw somebody off. That's very true. That's very true. But it sounds like, sounds like uh, ventriloquist stuck with you. I don't, I don't know if you're still able to spell it now perfectly. Um, should I put you on the spot and say, Hey, spell ventriloquist or. Okay. Sure. I do. I know it in my, I've got it in my brain. Ventriloquist. V E N T R I L O. Q-U-I-S-T, ventriloquist. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Glad that didn't ruin you for life. (laughs) No, I guess it was a learning opportunity for me because now I will never say V-A-N. I know it's V-E-N. That was my mistake. It it is a learning opportunity for sure. But, um, well, Donna, thank you for taking some time to talk to us this morning about spelling bees and uh, reliving that traumatic moment when uh, ventriloquist tripped you up. Uh, and your B, uh, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Well, it's been great talking with you too, JD. And I look forward to our first virtual spelling bee in the year 2021. Right. Well, everybody, thanks for listening to this, uh, this podcast. Uh, we will uh, wait with bated breath to see who our district winner is for uh, the spelling bee. And then, uh, and then root them root for them uh, at the next level when they go to the regional spelling bee and then on to the state level because we know they're going to do well and and succeed there too. So everybody have a great day and uh, keep listening. You've been listening to Ed Chat, a podcast of the Doherty County School System in Albany, Georgia.